uh, new things. This is what we're going to uh, briefly look at this morning because it's all about new beginnings. Start September, the children are going back to college and school and universities. Um, my youngest is heading off to university in two weeks' time. <gasps> the joy of the mother there. Cool. But you see, the thing about it is, there is always opportunity for a new beginning. Always opportunity for a fresh start. I love the way that our God welcomes us to start afresh. I start every day afresh with our God. And I was this week coming uh, to prepare for today, and I'm thinking about, well, what is a word? What is a good word for new beginnings, fresh starts? We have so many new opportunities before us as a church, as we start to walk out to be a people who know Jesus and make Jesus known. What does it mean to be a people who start to live out knowing Jesus? What does it mean to be a people whose organizations are all going back? And we just don't want to do the same things we've always done and just going on with the rat race of more of the same, more of the same. There needs to be a new dynamism, a freshness, a new focus and a new vision. And we start back, we have connection starting, first step starting, we have uh, Alpha coming up in a couple of weeks. We've got our small group network that's beginning, our life groups, all of these things. Talk about a new beginning, a new start, something fresh, something dynamic and something that's going to lead us to be the people that God's calling us to be, that know him and make him known. I think Will last week picked up on a a passage from uh, the book of Isaiah and reminded us that our God is a holy, holy, holy God. Although he's distant, he's also right here, personal with us. Although he is above all things, he is the one who is intimate with us too. And this verse here from, these verses here from uh, Isaiah 43, just bring back to us to a point of, of memory that we know that God says to us, fresh new beginnings are possible. It's what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcements together. And they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. It's about new beginnings. It's about fresh starts. A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, leading the the film afternoon for the Connections Group. And uh, somehow, and it must have been down to me, somehow I wasn't able to get sound to work on one of the films. We had all the pictures... And there's the the Connections team patiently waiting for sound to appear, but sound didn't appear. But one of the things that I heard again and again from those wise ones in the congregation waiting to see this film was, turn it off and turn it on again. It seems to be the way of things these days. If it's not working, 
shut it down and restart it. It seems to work brilliantly with my computer and when we've had issues with the electronics of a car, it's always good. Just turn it off, take the key out, put the key back in and start again. And the thing about it is, we found out actually that it was something to do with the way that the DVD player was reading the film. It couldn't read the film. And uh, so I had to go and find another DVD. So I went up to my office and looked around to see if I could find something different to watch. The only thing I could find was a, uh, a film of the stage show of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Now, I thought, ah, oh, some people might find this a little bit dodgy. I don't know. But anyway, it was the only film I had. So I brought it down and uh, I played Peter in that show when I was at Crick Lake College in Andover uh, several weeks ago. And uh, 35 years, probably. 30, yeah. So, and, and I remember that there was a song that uh, when I was Peter, uh, and there was a lady called, a uh, young lady called Sean. She played Mary Magdalene, and we sang a duet together. And uh, the song that we sang was, "Could we start again, please?" And the thing about it is that when we read these words from the Book of Isaiah. And we take on board a a desire in our hearts to start afresh. We find ourselves coming together and uniting. God's heart is a heart of fresh beginnings. And if that's something that we want, then we align ourselves perfectly with him. So, Isaiah's writing to the children of Israel. Things are not going very well. This is a bleak period of time in their history. They're in captivity. They've lost everything. There's, uh, they're homesick. They want to go back. And they think to themselves, things have got to change. But for things to change, you see, they need to change. These are the words, verses 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. A few points for us to ponder this morning. How do you embrace the new that God wants to do? How can I step into what's God's plan for me? First point. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. You see, these children of Israel found themselves continually looking back to the way things were. They didn't start to look forward. They were looking back and saying, this is what I remember. This is what we had. And when you're spending all your time looking back at the past, you don't get a vision for the future. I know many of you would be surprised by this, but once upon a time, I used to ride horses. And uh, I got reasonably good, and I did eventing and show jumping. I was slightly smaller than I am now, only slightly. A big horse, as I used to ride. But one of the things that I remember when I used to have lessons, which wasn't very often, um, but I can remember the lady who was teaching me always used to say, look up, Dave, and look where you want to go. Because if I'm looking at the fence, or if I'm looking down at the floor, usually that's where I would end up, either hitting the fence or ending up on the floor. There was a time when I didn't have a motorcycle. And uh, there was a long period when I wasn't riding motorbikes. And then there came a point in time when I felt that um, I could ask my wife whether it would be okay to have a bike again. 
and she didn't put up too much resistance, so I bought another motorcycle. But the one thing about it was there had been many, many years. I thought that I was okay, that I could ride. I'd ridden these bikes for years and years and years. And then there was a long period where I had, didn't have a motorcycle, and then I'd get a bike again. So what I thought I would do was uh, I would enroll on an advanced motorcycling course. So I joined up with a guy who was an ex-police motorcycle rider. We had an intercom system, and off we went. And um, as we travelled around together uh, on my lessons, he would tell me what I'm doing wrong and how I can make it right. But one of the things that I always remember about him, he kept saying to me, Dave, would you continue, would you stop looking at where we've been? You're forever looking in your mirrors. And start looking to where we are going. You see, as a motorcyclist, if we're making headway, you ain't going to be worried about what's coming up behind you because you're going to be leaving that well behind. And you don't have to break the speed limit on a motorcycle to get ahead of everybody. You can just move yourself around so beautifully. So stop looking. And I can remember him saying, Dave, would you stop looking in your mirrors? And start looking to where you are going. Forget the former things. How much of our life today is dependent upon the things that happened in the past? And sometimes God just says to us, can you just draw a line? Stop looking back and start looking forward. Here's some points here. You see, you can't depend upon your past victories to sustain you. Those things that happened in the past have happened in the past. They are in the past. And one of the beautiful things is that God says, this is the day that I have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is a new day that I have made. And as a new day, that's new possibilities, new opportunities. Don't keep harping back to the good old days, because actually the good old days weren't that great in reality. But we should be looking now to the future. What have you got for us ahead? You see, the children of Israel had many victories. There was the leaving of Egypt, coming into the land of Canaan, fighting conquerors, surviving the split in their country, but now they're in captivity. They find themselves in a place they don't want to be. But the question is not this. The question is not, what has God done? But the question must be, what is God doing right now? What is God doing right now? What is God saying to you right now? What opportunities is God giving to you right now? What is it that you want him to do in your life right now? Let's not make this September the start of new things the same as last September when there was a little bit of excitement but then we all slip into normality so don't look back and say, this was how it was, this is how great it was. No, let's look forward and say, look how good it can be. Look what God wants to do with us. The other side of things is to remember that we mustn't allow our past failures to possess us, to derail. Because it went wrong in the past doesn't mean it's going to go wrong in the present or in the future. I love the fact that we can try new things. And I remember when, in a previous church, there was a point when we were going to step into uh, a multi-hundreds of thousands of pounds development, and uh, we didn't have any money. And we were at a church meeting, and there were a number of people who just said, uh, you know, what if we're not hearing God right? 
What if we're not hearing God right? And it was Pastor Robert from Uganda who was with us at the time. And he stood up at that meeting and he said something quite profound. He said, God will always be with you when you go forward united. Therefore, what you think might be wrong, God will turn it to right if you go forward in unity. You can't make a mistake when you walk in step with the Holy Spirit. You can't make a mistake when you walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And we mustn't look back on things where things may have not gone quite so well and say, well, that'll happen again. Well, maybe it won't happen again. Let's push on into something exciting. You see, the story of the children of Israel was that God was their God. He set them up in the temple, but then they started to worship idols. He gave them truth. They followed lies. He gave them commandments, but you see, they saw them more as suggestions. They had wealth, but they then victimized the poor. God gave them his very self, but they, as a people, just rejected him. The thing about it is, all of the things they got wrong was in no way going to derail what God had in store for them as they stepped into something right. Isaiah says this, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Put the past behind you and move on. He says, I'm doing a new thing. This is one of those beautiful words from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He says this of us today, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Just take that on for now. I'm new. I'm brand spanking new. I'm just coming out of the packet new. I was in Halfords a little while back and as I went past the uh, smelly things that you can put inside your car to smell and there's those, all those trees and you can have pine and you can have vanilla. And there's one actually called the new car smell. You can put a fragrance tree in your car that reminds you of the smell of a new car. The new car smell. Over you is the aroma of Christ. You are a new creation. There's no stinkiness of the sin of the past when we come to Christ. We confess our sins, we receive his forgiveness, and we get his aroma. Well, the new in Christ smell. The old is gone. The new has come. So you can't depend upon your past victories to sustain you. You can't allow your past failures to possess you. But there's another thing here is you can't live on yesterday's faith. You see, our God is a God of new beginnings. It's fresh and it's new. And he says to you, I want you to walk out and step out in something new and dynamic today. Will you open the word of God, start to read and say, as you start to read, Lord, speak to me today. I don't want my journey of faith of the past to be where I stay. I want my present reality of my relationship with God to be significant. Can't depend on yesterday's faith. Here's a word from the Psalms. Will you not revive us again, that our people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, Lord, 
and grants us your salvation, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. And this is our faith, is that we're not holding back to things said of the past, but we're here right now listening today. What have you got to say to me today? What's God saying to you? What's the last thing you heard him speak into your life? And are you doing it? It's one of those little annoying things. There's a, well, I'm not annoyed. No, I'm not annoyed. Um, just in case you've ever said this to me. Um, the Lord told me. Have you ever heard somebody say that to you? Uh, they're not going to do, usually it's because they're not going to do something that, that you would like them to do. They said, the, you know, the Lord told me I need to take a, a time out or the Lord told me I'm, I'm to hold back on X, Y, and Z. Um, but you see, the thing about it is, Sometimes when people say, the Lord told me, it's, um, it's not the truth. It really is not the truth. And the reason why I know that is because if the Lord had said, now what we're talking about here is, we're talking the Lord God Almighty. We are talking about the creator of all things, the sustainer of all things. The one who loves us with an everlasting love. The one who gave himself for us as we've remembered at this table today. The one who forgives us, restores us, heals us, anoints us, blesses us. The Lord told me. And then you find out a couple of months later that they're now doing what the Lord, not doing what the Lord had told them to do. And you think, okay, did the Lord really tell you? Because if I'd have heard that clearly from the Lord about doing something, I don't think I would be stopping it in a couple of months' time. Are you hearing God's voice? Are you hearing God's voice? Or are you just being channeled and bumped from pillar to post by what's going on rather than hearing him clearly for yourself? Recent situation in a conversation, somebody saying that I think the Lord is saying this. My comment back to them was, here, let's, let's test this word. Start a journal. Start to write down the things that you believe the Lord is saying to you. Back that up with the word of God. What are the readings that you're reading that are confirming that? Add to that advice and counsel from believers who show discernment and maturity. And then what we get is a picture of what God is saying to you in your prayer time, what God is speaking to you through his word, what God is confirming through conversations with other individuals. And what you get then is a very clear picture. This is how the Lord may be leading me. And we want that fresh revelation. When God says here in Isaiah, look, I'm doing a new thing. That means he's speaking today. He's bringing something fresh and new. And it's for you. And will you pursue it? Change your focus. Stop looking behind. Start looking ahead. Second thing is that we need to do is clarify our focus. Discover what God has for us. Just as I was saying Discover what God has for us. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. See how it springs up. Do you not perceive it? This is that spending time in God's presence. Do you not perceive it? See it? Do you not recognize it? Do you not acknowledge it? Are you aware of it? Are you understanding it? 
The prophet Isaiah is saying, this is blatantly obvious, if only you invest your time. He wants to speak, is willing to speak. Are you willing to listen? You see, the children of Israel, they could have uh, viewed their past and their problems and focused upon that. Or they could step into something new. What is offered is a new way, which is far better than the desert. What is offered is streams, refreshing, cool streams that are far, far better than the wasteland. But this is quite important. You see, to walk out into the things that God has for you, to clarify your focus, discover what God wants for you. See yourself as he sees you. This is really helpful that we need to just take a moment and realise how God sees us is not usually how we see ourselves. This is what the Paul writes to the Romans. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Just remind yourself today that I am not being condemned. There's no condemnation. We're free of that. God doesn't turn his back upon us in disgust. He turns his face towards us and opens his arms and welcomes us with love. Paul writes to the Colossians, Once you were an alienated people from God, you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour. But now, I love this, you just love this, but now, we're in a but now time. This is a but now moment. But now, he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through the death to present to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. Uh, Here's a word that you need to turn to somebody and just say, can you just tell somebody that they are holy? Can you just turn to somebody and say, by the way, you're holy? Can you just say that? This is truth. This is in the word of God. By the way, you're holy. Here's another word. You can tell them, right? He says, you are without blemish. Check them out. Look at them around you and say, by the way, you're without blemish. You are without blemish. And here's something else you can say. You are free from accusation. Say that to someone. Do you know you are free from accusation? So here's the important thing. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. If we're going to step into a new thing that God has in store for us, we must recognise that we're not in any way Inhibited by our past, we are set free to go forward. As well as that, we must see our possibilities as God sees them. See ourselves as he sees us, but also see our possibilities. For the children of Israel, he says this, I am making a way in the desert. You are in a desert situation, but I'm going to make a way. And that way is a way out. Whatever you are facing at the moment, whatever is impressing itself upon you, whatever is weighing you down and closing you in, this is God's word for you today. He is making a way. And how do I know that? Because in John 14, verse 6, I believe, Jesus says these words, I am the way. Do you remember that? 
He says, I am the truth and I am the life. He is the way and today he is making a way. Just as those children of Israel, the people of God, back in Isaiah's time, were told there is a way out, he says to us today, I'm making a way out for you. A fresh beginning, a new start. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Can we say that passionately, right? I'll get to that word. I'll get to the word. Right. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is... Amen. I feel a little bit like... Now, what was that film? Um, Braveheart. Oh, yeah, Braveheart. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about it. And we, who with unveiled faces, that means that we can fully be exposed to God because there's no rubbish of our past that's making him turn his face against us. We have unveiled faces. We can be fully exposed because God loves us. Absolutely loves us. He accepts us as we... He loves you. He says this, though we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, glory are being transformed... It's all about change. We are being changed. We are being changed. You see, when we see possibilities as God sees them, he sees things beyond our personal limitations. He says, I'm transforming you. I'm making you to be the people who can do far greater than you've ever thought or believed. Even Jesus, didn't he, in John 14, said that we would do even greater things than him. Oh my goodness. Uh, Just doing the things that Jesus did would be good, but his promise over us is, no, I believe in you more, because there is more for you. We've got to see ourselves as God sees us. But here's the really important thing. We need to commit ourselves to God's plan. God's already set in motion the events and the people who would lead Israel out of captivity and back to the land of blessing. But they had to decide to follow. They had to make a a decision. This is what we are going to do. Otherwise, we will find ourselves doomed to a life in captivity. Isaiah reminded them, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. You see, God's put into place the plan and the purposes of our lives. He knows exactly what your potential and my potential is. And us as the family of God here in Basingstoke, the impact that we as children of God can make in this community, we're world changers. We're world changers. But the question is, will you follow? Will you follow? The psalmist writes this, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. This is about our reverent position. We recognize that all that we do is because of what he has done. Lord, we offer ourselves to you. He is our God. We are the people of his pasture, the flock under his control care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah. 
as you did that day at Massar in the desert. This is an opportunity, even today, to say, I'm not going to harden my heart. I'm not going to resist what God wants to do with me and through me. Opportunities are laid before us. Will we step into them and take hold of them? Even in our resources as a church and as our desire for outreach, there are opportunities for service. Are you willing to serve? Whether it be on team with Alpha, whether it be on being part of the life groups and the way that people are signing up for life groups, I think we're going to need some more life group leaders. And what about discovering together an even greater picture of what God's got in store for us? Let's not harden our hearts and resist what God's doing. Let's go away together for a weekend. How about that? First weekend in November. Book it in your diary. Tell us you're coming. Let's go and see what is it, this new thing that you've got for me. I'm fed up of staying in the place of the past. I want to move to a place of the future. Whatever were the limitations of my past are going to be stripped away because God has in store for us something beyond our wildest dreams. Let's not harden our hearts. Let's be willing to step into something new and exciting together. Here's the verse. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can you comprehend it? Can you get a picture of it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And you and I are welcome to be involved. This is what God's calling us to. Basingstoke Baptist Church, people of God gathered here today. Let's not dwell on the past. There's some good stuff that happened in the past. Yeah, let's celebrate that. But let's not stay there. Let's go forward together into the future. Recognize that it's not Dave or the leadership who are doing a new thing. This is God saying, I'm doing a new thing. I'm just going to speak through your leadership and guide you as a church into the new thing. But I'm doing a new thing. This is me. I'm at work. Because Jesus is the centre of everything that we do. And the thing about it is, what I love is that it's a now word for today. Now it springs up. It's coming now. We're not going to wait. We're going to pursue it. We're going to grab it. And we're going to run with it. Do we perceive it? Yes, Lord. We recognise we're in a new season. We see it. Help us to see it with even greater clarity. Thank you that you're making a way in the desert. Thank you that you are bringing refreshing streams of Holy Spirit into our lives right here, right now.